Happy first Friday of the new year, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. We have a Friday edition of The Snack coming up in a short time from now. Don Holcomb and Dusty Dvorak will both join us in the 5 o'clock hour. I am Colby Daniels, along with Jeremy Poplin, Dion Amade hanging out this afternoon, and Scott File on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio, hearing Scott's two-minute trill. You mean to tell me that Gunnar Gundy is on his way to OU? <laughs> the other OU, yes. <laughs> uh, Ohio. Don't play like that, Colby. He's going to OU. <laughs> That's not. factual. You're going to have a lot of angry people hitting up these factual phone lines. Don't information. Do, don't do that to Scott. <laughs> Could you imagine if he really did commit to OU? Oh, my gosh. Mm, no. <laughs> I'm sure everyone would be very rational. <laughs> we would all have to... Calm, cool. Everyone. Log off Twitter, right, so we didn't read any bad stuff. Yes. We don't our retinas scarred forever. Everyone would be of the uh on their best behavior and have nothing negative to say at all about anything probably be met with a few naysayers though there probably would yes mm. we got the win we, we we're good over here i think we're good <laughs> we got that dub i think we're fine well they lose one quarterback but they retain another quarterback dion Dr. Alan Bowman. <laughs> He's got to get that degree first. Can't Come just back. keep throwing that doctor Seventh out there. season, right? Hey, man, I, I at this point, let's be realistic. They had every starter on that offense coming back except the one question mark, which was probably the most important position. Who's going to get everybody that football? And in the situation that we were looking at, I mean, the transfer portal wasn't an ideal situation for the Cowboys and you were left up with Rangel and Flores who is a young guy that we have no idea what he's capable of and then Rangel who you know has had his ups and downs and if we want to have a year that we kind of are anticipating with everybody coming back I mean I think Alan Bowman was your best option and I think they, I think everybody has to be happy with the outcome in this situation. Is it 100% guaranteed that he's going to win the job? I mean, they're going to, everybody's going to have an opportunity to uh, compete in the uh, spring and the, you know, fall, fall camp, and we'll see what happens. It feels like it would be shocking if somebody else were to start the season, but I would absolutely say that there, there should be at least room for somebody to to be close enough where there's consideration going into the year. Is this right? Gundy trying to make sure that a repeat of the early portion of the season doesn't happen again in 2024? <laughs> Maybe. We can't do that again. <laughs> Which is why. Although that sets the bar so low that, you know, from that point forward, there's nowhere to go but up. So Maybe. And, and next year, you could you could lose all three non-con games, right? But if you win your conference, you're playoff bound, baby. Does this, uh, does the negative, the negativity, I should say, does it remind you of all the negativity that was surrounding Taylor Cornelius, otherwise known as Corn Dog? 
Does it remind you of that a little bit? Y'all love that corn dog nickname. <laughs> y'all just love it. was the one that it. called him corn dog. Y'all, when I say y'all, y'all love that corn dog nickname. Oh my goodness, he will never go anywhere in the state and not be called corn dog. Did Did Gundy ever refer to him as anything but corn dog? Maybe fourteen. Maybe fourteen. Maybe his but number. Yeah. Ninety percent <laughs> of the time, he was referred to as corn dog, which naturally is what. Everyone else is going to call him if that's what the head coach is calling him. Yeah, they've had Al Pena, who was Jalapena, and then they had <laughs> Taylor Cornelius, who was Corndog. I should not have laughed that hard. Oh, my gosh. Hey, man. There were people that called him that. I know. <laughs> all, I, I, all I know... <laughs> Uh, what so a, stupid. It is. It's it is very ridiculous. Oh. But yeah, I I it doesn't it's not often, especially recently, that Coach Gundy has come out of spring naming a starter unless you are a guy who's, you know, for sure returning. And I don't think if at that standpoint, I don't think it's Gundy naming. It's everybody just, you know, assuming and having it penciled in that that is your starter. So in this situation, I that, that's a good question. Like, what will he say at the end of spring about the quarterback position? I think yeah. he'll say it's open. And I, think I think that's, that's almost the way you have to do it, especially if you yeah. have a young guy like Zane Floors waiting in the wings like if you close the door on that i think you potentially lose players to the portal right but i see on the I, floor is is not the one that i think we should be concerned about you i think, think it's rangel rangel leaving after the spring because floors i i witnessed and have heard about the relationship between bowman and floors is really tight they roomed in the uh on the road and he's took he took floors under his wing kind of teaching him and coaching him on his own about how to play the game, how to prepare, how to, he, he took it upon himself to do that. So with that being the case, I don't think Flores has any, I don't think he would have any problem, you know, sitting his freshman year behind Bowman another year. I think it's Rangel that everybody should look at and say, Hey, if he doesn't get this job in the spring, that's somebody, an individual who would possibly, you know, take a look at that portal and, make an early exit do you maximize his growth if you tell him that it's bowman and he's the backup or if you make it an you know a quote-unquote open job i mean doesn't that maybe give him more urgency which which one are we I talking mean, i would about? think so which either one of them really yeah i i think I, I think you are right that you do maximize your growth in terms but, of the development process but yeah. also but also you want your starting quarterback to have as much experience and reps with that first group as possible. I think that's what would be concerning in this situation is everybody sharing reps and doing this thing. I think that's why the offense took a slow start this year because well, I think that's but the spring to the fall to me is much different. Like yes. I think you need to maximize that more in the fall than the spring. Like, I, I think, think every rep matters. I was going to ask that about spring now. When you have a guy that is clearly your starter and if everyone's trying to tap dance around the portal and making keeping everyone happy, especially the quarterback position, is spring football going to morph more into, all right, 
maybe now the backup who we know, who we want to keep around, who we don't want to jump in the portal is going to get the majority of the work in spring. Even in whatever version of spring game that you have. Strategically playing these games and these mind games, I don't know if it's the best outcome for a successful season. I think that's that has to be your number one concern, right? Bowman may well, be like having if, to go through we his residency. Say, if we were going to draw a pie chart, what percentage of the spring is dedicated to fine-tuning your product for next season, and what percent of the spring is dedicated to the development process of younger players? The majority of it is development in general. Exactly. The, isn't, isn't those two things go hand in hand? As you're putting in a new system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, what, it can what percentage go hand in hand, that, though, but with is, Oklahoma right? State's situation, you basically have the entire offense coming back. So, I mean, it's not like those guys are in a position. You can always improve, sure, but you look at that offense in general and don't think, like, there are a lot of players in that offense that need to be developed, right? Like, they need to fine-tune and improve. Spring, to me, is an opportunity to develop Garrett Rangel and, and Zane Floors and, and the younger pass catchers that you have an offensive lineman and, and the guys that aren't established starters. Do they have the most starts in college football coming back? There's no way they don't offensive line and themselves have like one thirty something. Yeah. There's no way they don't. I could, but, but I admit, let me rephrase that because with the transfer portal, there's a law, there's always a situation where other teams are bringing in starts from other places that you could not have that case be, be the case. So let me not. How about most starts at their school, right? Yeah. At their respective school. That, that no way that anybody is ahead of Oklahoma state. You know, this is at least the last time we have to last go around with the uh, extra COVID year. So at least we we can put that behind us. Is this, this the last? This will be the last, the last one coming group? up. Yep. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> of just not somebody's going to file a grievance that you know they needed a, a COVID year after the COVID year. Yeah, that'll be one of the things and, as well. Yeah. But I, I my I think my biggest thing on on the the Alan Bowman thing is regardless of whether it's an open job or it's clearly Bowman worst case scenario Alan Bowman is the same guy he was this year in a conference that doesn't include OU in Texas and you went to the championship game of your league right yeah mm -hmm. that to me worst case scenario with an offense that's going to be completely loaded and everybody comes back is Alan Bowman plays similarly to what he did this year and if he does that like, there were definitely some really ugly moments, but if he does that for the most part, you're probably going to be pretty good. If he improves a little bit, I think to the point of not making the mistakes, like I'm not even talking about the playmaking elements, just not making some of the mistakes that it kind of felt like were freshman mistakes at times because he hasn't played much football despite being in college for a century. If you just take away some of the mistakes he made, how much better is this team? And then if you add any playmaking ability sky's the limit yeah i mean he already does a good job of well he didn't do the best job in the latter part of the year taking care of the football right. but as far as like making smart decisions and being aware when there's nothing there and throwing the ball away i mean he was you know well beyond his years but finding that timing with the receivers 
for another year and then being able to learn the offense and, and you know, kind of master the offense with another year under his belt, there's no telling what he could do, you know? Yeah. I, again, worst case scenario is I think, you you know, if he's the same guy he was this year, in that offense with that many players coming back, you're still in a really good a really, really good spot. And if he improves a little bit, I think just in terms of the turnovers, it's a game changer. I think it's just knowing who you have and where they're, you know, going to succeed is very, very useful to know. And it's going to be kind of from day one going to be known. With Stribling coming back, he's your deep threat. You got Owens, he's with his big play capabilities and his ability to use his body in the air. You know what you can do with him. Presley and in, in, in that slot receiver spot, you know what you can do with him. I mean, with those three guys and then a running game, I think you have you have you you come in having answers to questions immediately. It'll be interesting to see how they handle being the team with a target on their back in conference play. Yeah. Going into the new version of the Big 12, or hell, even opening up the season as a team that has that many uh, starters back. They're always better when they're the underdog, right? The entire offense that's back. I mean, if you have a first month of the season that is a tad bit wobbly, I mean, it's going to be as loud as it's ever been before because of everyone that they have back. Yeah, that first month, South Dakota State, Arkansas, Tulsa, Baylor, BYU. Yeah. Been... It would be pretty disappointing if they're not 5 0. Yeah. Yeah. Right? For sure. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't mean like I just mean they like playing over a Chapman. <laughs> first first road game. Uh, first road game. I'm not saying that won't be a tough game, but the Oklahoma State fan base in looking yes. at what you're bringing back, if they if they were to drop one of those first five, I think that would be incredibly disappointing. Hold up, man. Do they have literally five road games in a row? No, you're looking what? at that future schedule site. Yeah, that's just they have. They I don't. They haven't actually positioned the games yet. I yeah, they know what teams are playing. They just they know don't what know. teams they're playing. And where they just don't know. Order. They don't know when. Yeah. It's not in a row like that. Right. Oh, so they so they know what teams they're playing, but yeah. they don't know when. Like they okay. get Utah at home. Okay, because right. I was looking at it was like Baylor, BYU, Colorado, Kansas State, all on the road, and it was like goodness gracious, that's five schools in a row. That Boulder trip would be fun. Oh yes, it would. I'm, I definitely would try to go to that one. Let's go. You down? It'd be a lot Boulder of fun. Trip. I'm in. All right, count me in. You coming? I can't. Oh, that sucks. I'll probably be at like I don't know rice or something. <laughs> <laughs> We'll send you pictures. Thanks. <laughs> All right, let's uh, quickly get to this week's edition of the Jalen Hurts Flush It Pull. You take you a deuce. You don't, you don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. You don't flush it and move on. Don't nobody go in the bathroom for about 35, 45 minutes. Somebody open the window. That's right. When you drop a deuce, you don't want to look at it. You want to flush it and move on. These are the things in sports. Over the last week, or I guess for Scott and Pop, who have been out for extended time, <laughs> the last month or so that we want to flush and move on from. Who wants to take the first crack today? 
Uh, I'll start because I have thoroughly enjoyed so far the in-season version of Hard Knocks with the Miami Dolphins. It has been, maybe, I will say, one of the best versions of Hard Knocks that we've had in multiple years. And I love the majority of the Hard Knocks seasons. But this one has been extra, I almost said special, just extra good. Mainly because of their head coach, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. He's awesome. He's a star. He's he's spectacular. And getting to learn about the different characters on the Miami Dolphins roster has been fun. And it's also fun to see a team that is currently like in the middle of a season that is successful and that's winning at a high rate, even if they have their stumbles along the way against good teams. Well, the season first started off, and I haven't been able to – I'm not completely caught up yet, but I've watched several of the episodes – the first one out of the box, you're introduced to everyone, and the nation gets reintroduced to one Tyreek Hill. So Tyreek Hill, in the first episode, is sitting there with his now wife, who he had been engaged to for multiple years. It's not the same uh, female that was at Oklahoma State at all. This is the next version of a fiancé that he had. And we open up on the scene where he's sitting in his seven and a half million dollar house. More on that in a second, where he's explaining the different rooms that he has. And one of the rooms that he has, which is basically like a larger version of a living room, he calls it something like the gaming uh, business room where he says, yeah, this is where we sit down and we have business conversations, him and his fiance. He doesn't really go into depth about what that means. It's very vague. I'd love to be a fly on the wall and listen to the business conversations that they have. No, you don't. But it is a it's just <laughs> no, you don't. it's about five minutes of audio of Tyreek Hill talking about how he has grown up, about how he was wrong at Oklahoma State. He was wrong in Kansas City. He's a new man because of this relationship. He has figured out the dynamics in his life that make him a better person. And that also how he's able to now leave the football at the football facility and not bring it home with him. And literally, I think a week after the Hard Knock season debuted, we get the story that Tyreek Hill has been sued by two separate women who claim that he is the father of their children born February and May of 2023. Then throw another one on top of that, a third woman who claims that he is the father of a child that she had in March. So like a week after an episode came out, after he was talking about how he's matured, he's this different person, and it's all because of his wife, he's been hit with three different paternity suits. So I, gentlemen, would like to flush Tyreek Hill uh, once again, he's probably been flushed out of many people's lives. I mean, the Chiefs flushed him off the roster because they essentially looked at him and said, this is one of the most dynamic players in the world, but we can't give him $30 million a year because he's such a wild card, so we'll send him off to Miami. Unbelievable that they tried to sell him that way, and then these stories came out. So flush Tyreek Hill. What an unlikable human being. <laughs> Golly, Kobe. He is. Every time I, I've, every time I've ever seen an interview with him, I just think he's incredibly unlikable. By the way, do you know who he's married to now? No. no. Ke- she's an influencer. See if the last name rings a bell. Kita Vaccaro. Vaccaro? Yeah. Like 
that Vicaro? Of Texas Longhorn fame. Oh, okay. That's his sister. Kenny Vaccaro, was it? Yes. He is married to Kenny Vaccaro's okay. sister. Hmm. Is, he, is he not still in the league? I don't know if he is or no. not. No, no. Maybe the UFL. Maybe he got yeah. drafted today. <laughs> All right, I'm going to flush the NFL doing absolutely nothing about its terrible officiating, <laughs> including Brad Allen, right? His crew was the one in charge of the Chiefs-Packers game a few weeks ago in which there were five wrong calls on the final possession of the game, and then weeks later, they completely screw up the end of this Cowboys-Lions game. NFL does absolutely nothing. It might be the safest job in America. You don't have to be any good at it, and your employer doesn't care. Scott, you got one? Yeah, I got one. Since uh, national championship is Monday night, this will be the final four-team college football playoff. I'm ready to flush it. I'm so tired of hearing, trying to get, you know, of course there are there will be no more five power five conferences next year, but I'm so tired of hearing trying to cram five teams into four places. Somebody's always going to get left out. Of course, now somebody's going to get left out who's going to be number 13 next year, but I am so ready to get rid of the four-team playoff. So flush it goodbye. I hope we have a great national championship game Monday night, but I am tired of the four-team playoff. Dion, anything you want to flush? Guys, I know it's very unpopular to talk about this thing that <laughs> people care about, that you have a personal one of your own that you care about, but you don't care about other people's stuff. But after losing by one point in my fantasy championship game, I am done. Ah, welcome to the club. I am absolutely done. Yes. Flush this silly thing that we call fantasy football. It's not worth it. Down the toilet. Forget you and everybody who plays it. And as long with you, Waddle, you, you flush it. Pop. Welcome to yeah, the club. Fantasy Dion. football sucks. Goodness gracious. Welcome to the club. Breaks my heart. Also, flush the people that are playing in leagues that still have a championship week to go on the final weekend of the football season. Yeah, what are you doing? Who does that? What are you doing? Where's I remember my first year in fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. Animals. <sighs> All right. And the final thing that we will flush. Well, actually, I should get an opinion first before we flush this. Dion. How young is too young to have your prostate checked? If you're having, bro, if you're having your prostate checked before 40, <laughs> you just like that stuff. And, 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 okay, and there's nothing wrong if you do. Wait a minute, what, is it, what if it's but a if physician? You're doing, if you're doing it before 40. What if it's a physician that did it? What? A physician. No, 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 no. If you're doing it before 40, you just like it, Okay. That's too early. Forty-one. All right, I'll hear it out. Before forty, nah, 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 Mm-mm. no. I was having surgery. Really have a choice. Evidently, yeah, apparently, <laughs> in this thing that we call Western culture, you always have a choice, Pop. 
You can always say different no. Different times. Different times. You can always say no. <laughs> and if not, you allowed it. It was the 90s. Then that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> so final flush of today. Doctors giving 10-year-olds <laughs> 10 exams. I was in fifth grade. You need to go talk to somebody, bro. <laughs> Stop already, the pain. Uh, no, I've already Stop pushed that pain. way down. No, 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 no. I've already pushed it way, way <laughs> no, down. No, 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 no. You uh, need to go talk no, to somebody, No, by this point, bro. you can't fix me. So. <laughs> There's a therapy couch that you need to be sitting on. Oh. Ten? Yeah, I had appendicitis. Right before I went into the procedure, that happened. Wait, isn't your appendix in your... Where's your yes. appendix? Listen, don't try to make sense of this, okay? Yeah, no, it's this not, appendix it just, it is happened. not. It it's happened. not down there. It happened. It's not uh, gettable Scott. through that. Have you I'm had- not a doctor. <laughs> Pop, hmm. you should go see somebody. You okay? See, I, I, brought I, up the qu- I brought up the question, was he checking for a hernia? <laughs> you shouldn't be pushing that hard. I saw a doctor, so... Ten? So, uh, again, a very fitting flush it on this Friday. Was it a, a, a white van or something? No, it was in a hospital. Who was your doctor? The U.S. gymnast doctor? No, oh, come oh. on now. We can't make jokes oh. like that. Dion. What? Get out of here. It is a Friday snack. Just for that, you can't talk the entire 5 o'clock hour. <laughs> Next on the Blitz and streaming on the Blitz 1170.